You're listening to Forecast, the marketing podcast for professional services leaders. If you're looking to generate more leads, win more deals, and take your firm to the next level, this show is your shortcut. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Ahmed Munawar, founder and chief marketing officer at Boutique Growth, where we help professional services firms build actionable marketing plans so they can generate more leads and win more business. Today on the show, we're going to talk about how to get powerful testimonials from your clients. We're going to talk about, first of all, why is it so important to get testimonials from your clients? What do those do for your business? And then I'm going to show you 10 questions that you can ask to get really, really powerful answers from your clients that you can use in your marketing. Before we get to that, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on lead generation for professional services firms, you're going to want to check that out inside the course. I will show you a proven five-step process to generate a flood of new business for your firm. Best of all, the course is 100% free of charge and you can get immediate access at 5leadgen.com. You can spell out five or use the number, either one works, that's 5leadgen.com. So first of all, why should you even bother getting testimonials from your clients? Believe it or not, this is a question that I actually get asked quite often. And the answer is really, really simple. Buyers will believe what your clients say about you over what you say about yourself any day of the week, right? Anybody can make claims, right? Anybody can claim to be really good at what they do. They can claim to have expertise. They can claim to be talented, but claims fall on deaf ears, If you ever met somebody who loves to talk about themselves, then you'll know what I mean, that, you know, they'll talk about how great they are and their accomplishments and how they're so smart and this and that. And eventually you just tune right out because them talking about themselves and tooting their own horn is completely meaningless. It means absolutely nothing to you. And that's why it doesn't make any sense to claim that you're really good at what you do. It's much more effective to have your clients tell people that you're really good at what you do. And just to prove that I'm not making all of this up, this is one of Dr. Robert Cialdini's six principles of persuasion, and that's social proof. Everybody is looking for social proof to validate their decisions. It is a key element of the persuasion process. You can't get someone to do something unless you show them some level of social proof. Even if they want to like you, even if they want to buy from you or they want to hire you, they're still looking for some social proof to validate that they're not the only ones and that they're about to make the right decision. And you've probably seen this work for yourself if you've ever done something like drop the name of a big client to a new prospect where you say, oh, well, guess what? We work with so-and-so, they're a really big name in your space, and they're really happy with our work. You probably will be too. That is a very powerful form of social proof. You're telling the client that you're going to be happy because that other client is happy, and they're just like you, and you know who they are. But beyond the benefits of social proof, client testimonials also help buyers visualize what it's like to work with you. That when they see a testimonial that's from the client themselves and they hear the client and see the client articulate in their own words what they got out of the experience working with you, how it benefited them, what the results were, then they begin to visualize themselves in that client's shoes and they can see themselves working with you and getting the same results. So now let's look at the 10 questions that you can ask to get really powerful testimonials from your clients. Now, before we get into that, 
I wanna really, really emphasize here that you should not script these testimonials. Do not put words in your client's mouth. First of all, because people will see right through that. So if it's scripted and they're reading it or it's rehearsed or it sounds like marketing speak, people see right through that, they ignore it. And secondly, because you actually don't wanna put words in their mouth, you want to hear it from them. You want them to articulate the testimonial and their feedback in their own words because chances are their words are gonna be closer to the way that your prospect sees things and would articulate themselves than your words would be. So instead of scripting, instead of putting words in your client's mouth, ask these 10 questions and pay attention to their answers. Question number one, what were things like before we started working together? The goal of this question is to get the client to paint a picture of what life was like before. We want the before picture. What were the challenges? What were the obstacles? What were they struggling with relative to the problem that you solve? So think about any kind of infomercial that you may have seen. Let's say it was a, a weight loss program infomercial. One of the most powerful segments of that infomercial likely was somebody who was struggling with weight loss, who just, no matter what they did, no matter how hard they tried, could not shed those pounds. And they're talking to this person, this person's expressing how difficult it was, how challenging it was, the obstacles that stood in the way, all the things that they tried, and they're painting this really vivid picture of the problem that they're solving so that people who are in that situation are looking to lose weight can begin to identify with the person in the infomercial. You're trying to do the exact same thing. You want your client to paint such a clear and vivid picture that your prospects will see it and they'll say, hey, that's me. I'm in the same situation. They're struggling or they were struggling rather with the exact same problem that I have right now. Question number two is what made them look for a professional or a firm to help them with that problem? What you're looking for here is the trigger. What made them actually get up and do something about it? There's a lot of problems that people have, a lot of struggles, a lot of challenges, but they're not all worth taking action. You know, generally status quo reigns supreme. Most people don't act on their problems. Most businesses don't act on their problems. Usually something has to happen. There's some trigger, there's some event. It could be internal, it could be external, but something has to happen to get someone to actually take action and go out and find a professional that they could hire to help them with it. You wanna understand what that is because again, from the prospect's perspective, if I'm watching this, I wanna see that trigger. I wanna see that, that that's something that might happen to me or maybe has happened to me so that I'm more likely to then go ahead and contact you if I experience the same trigger. And that's also actually really valuable information for you. And this whole conversation is valuable for you. I wanna underscore that really, really heavily is that this is not just to produce a piece of marketing content. If you ask these 10 questions and you pay attention to the answers, you are gonna get a treasure trove of information and insight into how your clients make buying decisions. And this trigger event is just one of those insights. Question number three, how do they find you? So they were out, they were looking for professionals, they were looking for a firm. How did they find you? Was it a Google search? Was it a referral? Was it some kind of a, a piece of content that they discovered? Was it through a podcast interview? Was it a video? Did they look you up in the yellow pages? Whatever it is, part of the story is, how did they actually go about finding you? How did they discover you for the first time? And when they found you, what did they see in you? What, were their, what was their perspective on who you are and what you do? And again, a lot of times you'd actually be very surprised at how clients found you. So the, their answers to that question are incredibly valuable outside of the testimonial. 
Question number four is what were the obstacles to making a decision? This is a really important question. There's always an obstacle. There are always several obstacles likely that would prevent a client from buying. So you want to address those obstacles head on. You want your client to tell you in no uncertain terms, yeah, this was the problem. You were too expensive. I wasn't sure if it would work. I wasn't sure that you were the right person for the job. I wasn't sure if I had a problem that could be solved. I wasn't sure which solution made the most sense. You want them to be really, really honest about what the obstacles were. And it's important to ask this question because if you don't ask it, they're not going to bring it up. They're not going to be forthright with you about what the actual, real, genuine obstacle was unless you ask. It's just generally not something that you want to bring up, but it's important for you because again, you want your prospect to see this and you want them to identify with the obstacle because likely it's an obstacle to them making a purchase as well. Question number five, why did they choose your firm? So now we're getting into, well, how did you overcome those obstacles? Why did you end up choosing us in the end? How did we stand out from the pack? What was it about our firm that made you choose us over the firm down the street. Question number six, now that we've worked together, now that we've completed the project, now that the engagement is over, now that we've delivered this thing to you, how are things now? What is life like? What is business like? Here you're painting the after picture. So this has to be the inverse of the before picture. So before things were terrible, they were struggling with this problem, they tried all these different things and nothing seemed to work and now, you know, the air smells fresher, food tastes better, they're better looking, you know, so on and so forth. You want them to articulate here the benefits that they're now experiencing after having worked with you and the results that they're getting. Question number seven is what are three benefits that they've experienced through working with you? Now, the previous question likely is going to get you a kind of a vague, generic answer. So when you ask, you know, what are things like now, right? What is life like now? What is business like now? You're going to get something vague, generic, general. It might still be valuable, but likely it won't be specific. So the seventh question is really now pushing the buyer or the client to get more specific because you're asking for three things. So what are three specific benefits that they found from working with you? And now their brain's going to start kind of thinking about a list, right? And you'll get three specific things that you probably would not have gotten if you didn't ask this question. Question number eight is what was your favorite part of the experience working with us? I love this question because this usually gets you an answer that is very off script and very surprising even to yourself. That when they think about what the favorite part of the experience was, it's usually not that, you know, you delivered this deliverable on time or we like the way you formatted your documents. It's usually actually nothing to do with the solution. And it's more to do with the experience working with you and with your team. And that kind of feedback, that kind of uh, testimonial is really important because in the end, professional services is a relationship business and you want them to speak to how amazing it is to work with you and to vouch for that experience. Question number nine is, would you recommend that others work with us? And if so, why? So this is now kind of bringing it home. Obviously, they're going to recommend you. You wouldn't ask the question. You wouldn't even ask them for testimonial if they weren't going to. But this is now bringing it home. You want them to say, yes, I absolutely do recommend that folks go and reach out to Acme Consulting because you know what? They're just the best firm on the street and we're so happy with the results and blah, 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 blah. So you want them to articulate, you know, if they recommend you and why in a nice clean soundbite. Finally, question number 10, 
Anything else you think is important to mention? This is a catch-all. And chances are, if you ask all these questions, the client's gears are turning now. They're reflecting back on the experience. They're thinking about what they got out of it. They're thinking about the benefits of working with you. And they probably have some stuff in the back of their mind that they want to mention, but didn't quite come out one of the questions. So usually when you ask this question, they'll kind of stop, they'll pause, they'll reflect, and they'll say, yeah, you know what? Here's another thing. And usually you get a really, really insightful response when you ask a question like this. So those are the 10 questions that you can ask to generate really, really powerful testimonials. The next question is, well, how do you do this? How do you capture these answers? How do you present them in your marketing collateral? And there's really three options here, text, audio, and video. Let's take those one by one. So you have to actually schedule an interview with the client in some shape or form, whether it's a phone call, whether it's some kind of online meeting tool, whether it's an in-person meeting, you have to actually get in front of them somehow and have this conversation. That's required either way. And then how you produce this, it depends on what your resources are and what the client and yourself are more comfortable with. When it comes to text, you have to record the interview in audio at least, so you have the records and you can write up the testimonial or the case study from that. And then either you can do, you know, shorter testimonials from that interview. So you can grab, you know, like a few lines and kind of package that into a nice short testimonial that you can put on your homepage or something like that. Or you can choose to write a longer case study from their answers, which again, if you ask these questions, you should have all the data right there to write a longer case study, whether it's a, a one, two or a three pager, or you decide to do both. So that's the bare minimum is some kind of a written testimonial or a case study that you can create from this interview. The second option is audio. So you don't record the audio anyways, you could always turn that into kind of an interview, right? So you package this as a client interview, a client story, and you release that as an audio interview on your website. And then again, you can also do text from there. So you can have the audio interview and then a testimonial quote and then a case study to go with it. That's all possible. But the most powerful way to package this, and this is certainly what I recommend and what I try to do as much as possible with my testimonials, is a video testimonial. Video, for obvious reasons, we've been talking a lot about video on the show. You can go back and listen to those lessons if you're not yet convinced that video is a really, really powerful medium. But when it comes to client testimonials, it's easily the most powerful choice of the three options because as a prospect, I get to see your client. I get to hear them speak. I get to see them articulate themselves. I get to now see myself in their shoes, which is ultimately what you want out of this testimonial. And video doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to send in a video crew and, and pay a lot of money to go into your client's office and shoot this really fancy, highly produced video. You can do that and it may make sense. It's definitely a good idea. It's definitely an option. But if you don't wanna spend that kind of money, you know what you can do? You can get them on a video conference. Listen, go to boutiquegrowth.com and in the menu, click on stories and look at the testimonials that I have there. I've done both. I've hired a video crew and I've sent them into my client's office and I've recorded testimonials and they're really, really well produced. They're really, really high quality. But then I've also gotten clients onto a video conference using a tool that I use called Zoom. But you can do the same thing with Skype or with GoToMeeting or WebEx or whatever it may be any kind of video conference, and I've asked them the questions on video conference, I've recorded it, and then I've gotten that edited, and you know what? Those are just as good. I don't think the testimonial is any less valuable doing it that way, and it was practically free. I mean, I paid an editor, you know, pennies on the dollar to get that edited. I don't even know what it was, it doesn't matter, but it was cheap, and they're incredibly powerful and very, very easy to produce. 
Now, obviously, whether you're doing text or audio or video, you don't necessarily want to include everything the client said because it's not going to be rehearsed. It's not going to be scripted. It's not going to be something that they're just going to be able to say off the cuff. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to go back. They're going to revise certain things. And you're going to ask follow-up questions to get them to say things in a certain way. That's a part of this process. So editing here is key. And if you look at my video testimonials at boutiquegrowth.com, that's not the whole thing, right? I take a 10-minute conversation and it gets edited down to, you know, three or four minutes. You want to just include the most powerful elements from the testimonial in that clip or in the text or in the case study. But remember, include a piece from each of the stages of the conversation. So you want some of the before picture. That's really important. You want to know what it was like before they were working with you. You want to know a little bit about the journey. How did they find you? What were the obstacles? You want to know a little bit of the after picture. What are things like now? some of the benefits, some of the, hey, would you recommend me? If so, why? So you don't have to have the answers to all 10 questions in there. That's not the point. Those 10 questions are just meant to get the right answers out of your clients. But then when you do edit this down into a, a case study or a video or an interview of some sort, then you want to make sure all of the big pieces from the client's journey are represented there. And you've got the best pieces from that journey into a nice tight clip that's short, sweet, and concise. And again, you want to check out some examples of what this looks like, head over to boutiquegrowth.com, click on stories in the menu, and you'll find some of my client testimonials, which I think are pretty well done. So that's a wrap on this lesson. Listen, if you like what you hear, do me a favor, give us a rating and a review on iTunes because it helps more people discover the show. You can do that by heading over to forecast.fm slash iTunes. That'll take you to the iTunes page. When you click on the show link there, it'll pop up iTunes on either your desktop or your mobile phone, whichever one you're on. And from there, you can leave us a rating and then also a review. It helps more people discover the show. It tells me whether or not you like the show and I would be very grateful if you took that step. Thank you so much for listening. 